Mandrake, do you recall what Clemenceau once said about war? Uh, no, I didn't think I knew that, yeah. He said war was too important to be left to the generals. When he said that, 50 years ago, he might have been right. But today, war is too important to be left to politicians. They have neither the time, the training, nor the inclination for strategic thought. I can no longer sit back and allow communist infiltration, communist indoctrination, communist subversion, and the international communist conspiracy to sap and impurify all of our precious bodily fluids. Revealing truth by exposing lies. What does that mean? That means that on this podcast, we're going to talk about a variety of subjects, but we have an intention in mind, and that is to move beyond political ideology, religious dogmatism, tribalism, and nationalism, even beyond personal opinion, beyond false authorities that so many people don't even question, and taking you, the audience, someplace that you may not be quite ready to go, to that place beyond us and them. And the international communist conspiracy to sap and impurify all of our precious bodily fluids. Mandrake, water is the source of all life. Seven-tenths of this Earth's surface is water. Why do you realize that 70% of you is water? (laughs) And as human beings, you and I need fresh, pure water to replenish our precious bodily fluids. Are you beginning to understand? (laughs) Mandrake. Mandrake, have you never wondered why I drink only distilled water or rainwater and only pure grain alcohol? Well, it, it, it did occur to me, Jack, yes. Have you ever heard of a thing called fluoridation? Fluoridation of water? Uh, yes, I, I have heard of that, Jack, yes. yes. Well, do you know what it is? No. Do you realize that fluoridation is the most monstrously conceived and dangerous communist plot we have ever had to face? Token play a dead game, soldier! So we were at the store today, and um, I, I picked up a Tom's of Maine. Uh, this is a fluoride-free uh-huh. toothpaste. Okay. Now, when I say fluoride-free toothpaste, what? Tell me, what comes to your mind? I mean, you think I'm a quack for well, taking fluoride out of my toothpaste? Yeah. I mean, you know, here it, it goes back to the don't put fluoride in our drinking water stuff, and 
You know, I don't know, man. But see, see, here's the thing. You know, all that is so laced with early Cold War type conspiracy theories. I will. You know what's funny? That it's you hard said that. for me to take it serious. You know. Yeah, this that's part of the indoctrination process, man. Okay. Like, man. let me let me tell you. Uh, <laughs> I'm you, sorry, I say man a lot. It's just me being a hippie. You know, it comes natural. <laughs> you remember the movie? Um, I forget who made it. it. Might have been Stanley Kubrick. But I'm not sure. It was the How I Learned to Stop Worrying and Love the Bomb. Uh oh. Um. That's the book, isn't it? You're talking about uh, Doctor Strange yeah, yeah. aren't you? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I love that movie. Right. I love that movie. Well, of that course movie you do. Awesome. Yes, yeah. mein Führer. Oh, I'm sorry, Mr. President. <laughs> <laughs> Apropos today, isn't it? Uh, right, yeah. <laughs> he, tries to, he tries to hold his hand in. Yeah, like, that's right. He's got a Nazi half of his body. Right. He's like a fascist arm. Yeah. yeah. Hilarious. Um... That's the, oh, that's the, what's the actor's name who played Peter, uh, Peter Sellers. Peter Sellers, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah oh, the Pink man. Panther. Yes, dude, dude was brilliant. I'm surprised oh, he, he didn't make more. You know, he, he played more than one role in that movie too. Yeah, yeah, he played several roles. Well, you so, know, even as the president, I think. Do you remember the uh, one of the characters in the movie who took over that base and started the World yes, War Three? That, that major um, or colonel or something. Yeah, I've tried. <clears> and I've, Peter Sellers played the British. Um, Mandrake. The British, yeah, Mandrake or something, trying to talk him out of it or yeah. something, and the guy had had a mental break, and he was talking about fluoride in the water right. or something. It's like a communist plot or the, something like that. Right. Yeah. He says yeah. it, he said it was violating his essence or something. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> we know what that means. <laughs> he was like, "You will not desecrate my essence." <laughs> right. And. Uh, <laughs> Dude, I don't know if that's fluoride or not, but why don't you just go see a doctor? Well, you know, a lot of that that uh, movie put into the minds of a lot of people the idea that um, anyone who spoke about fluoridation was a was a nutcase. Okay, uh, okay, I'll give you that. I'll give you that. Yeah, that's all, I've heard that for years. You know, like that was like some sort of a communist conspiracy. Right. Well, you know who came up with the idea of fluoridating water in the first place was the Germans. I mean, they in the mm. concentration camps uh, during World War II, if there was an outbreak of of uh, aggression, like if you know if the inmates were fighting with each other or or you know putting up resistance of any, they would up the dose of fluoride in the water. Because Are you they, sure that's the truth? Or yeah, look is it, it up. A conspiracy theory. No, thing? look it up. I'll look it up. I'll look it up. The Germans, yeah, they were the ones. They were they did all kinds of chemical stuff. Oh, yeah, people, I know man. they experimented um, terribly. So yeah, so the fluoridation that's where it has its history there. They yeah. also invented math, by the way. So, oh, I know that. Yeah. So yeah, don't put it past the Germans to come up with this. They they yeah. knew how to do chemical warfare. Right? You know, they were mm-hmm. doing it on their own people, their own soldiers, and mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. So fluoridation in water, that's the history of it. Okay, mm-hmm. fluoridate fluoride is is a, is a toxic chemical. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, if, if you have it in, the, if you if if you're in a closed environment, uh, let's say, the, in in just zero point one percent of fluoride gas in that environment, and you breathe, it will kill you. Mm-hmm. Okay, I, I saw there was in Las Vegas when I lived out there. They had a truck that had the sodium fluoride that they used to put in the water supply, and uh-huh. there was a car, there was an accident, and this truck turned over, and some of it spilled out. And they had to have a biohazard team and, and come out, and they cleared the freeway for like two miles in every direction. Wow, because that stuff is very toxic. Of course, you'd say that, you know, and again, you, I do the same thing with my friend Josh. I'm just only, you know, I'm going like counterpoint uh-huh. logical stuff. Uh-huh. And okay, great. It's toxic. But that, you know, the, the example that you did, that would obviously that'd be in a highly concentrated form. True. I mean, when they put it in the water supply, it's going to be at a very reduced percentage. Yeah. And so it's like million parts per million. And um, so, but um, 
here's the thing. It doesn't do you any good. It's not healthy for you. In fact, it's, 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 it does the body harm. And they know this. And so why do they keep doing it? And the answer is, we're the filter. It's toxic waste, and they got to get rid of it. <laughs> that sounds very conspiratorial, but I don't it doubt is. it. I'm not going to doubt it. Well, you know, where the stu- you know where the stuff comes from? It comes from, like, smokestacks, you know? That for, huh. There's, and it's not just, they call it sodium fluoride. A lot of stuff is imported from China. Well, they put, because they put fluoride in our water. They also put chlorine in our water. It's toxic waste. Chlorine isn't, well, look, chlorine and fluoride are both ha- halogens. Okay. Yeah. And they're in the same category with iodine. Yeah. And I read a little bit about that uh-huh. uh, in in my brief five minutes of preparation for this talk. <laughs> uh, so yeah, I mean, I had not heard the idea that iodine was was so good for you. This is the good stuff right here. Okay. Iodine. I have it. I just bought it at the health food store today. Okay. So chlorine and fluoride is in the same category as iodine. They're salts. Uh-huh. They basically bond with the metals. And they produce salt. And so if you taste this, it's very salty. Okay. You want to put a drop underneath your tongue. Here, just put it on my finger. Um, let's see here. You can't see this, but he's actually putting a drop on my yeah, finger. Yeah, try it. Woo! Right? Salty, eh? Yeah. Okay. So iodine... Now, years ago... It tastes like soy sauce on steroids. Dang gum. Yeah. Go ahead. You, your father probably knew people who had goiter. You know, they mm-hmm. might have had a... They had to have surgery. Right, yeah. That's because their people didn't get iodine in their diet. Okay. And so the... They put iodine in our salt, right? right? Yeah. Yeah. I suppose it's a way of helping to prevent that, the goiters. Yeah, that's right. Okay. Yeah, but then they took it out. Okay. Because they figured out that, that the they did scientific research and found out that there was only like, I think it was, I don't know what it is, uh, points per million that were needed in your diet in order to prevent the goiter. So they, mm. they wanted the, they, they don't want you to get too much of this because it's good for you. <laughs> um, All right, now I'm going to roll with you on this because, okay, okay so so again, I they haven't just, done the research. They just but, want you to get enough so that you don't have to have a thyroid problem and have goiter. Yeah. Okay, because that would, you know, they don't want people to know. Because goiters are I, fairly obvious that you have a problem. It's obvious you have a deficiency. Right, right, okay? right. So they don't want you to know that you're, that you're iodine deficient. Mm-hmm. And the reason they don't want you to know that is because... Um, you would correct the problem immediately, and they don't want you know. So they don't want you to correct that problem, and because it would it would it would hurt them financially. It hurts business because yeah. if you have a problem with depression because you're iodine deficient, that's uh-huh. what I you know what I was told. Now I'm not sure. I haven't done my own research, okay. and you know from my point of view, like I'm I'm a born skeptic, so yeah, I sure. have to look at this. But if I take everything that you're saying about iodine and these other things is true, fluoride and chlorine then, and the rest then, of it, then it makes sense to me that. It, it is worthwhile of the pharmaceutical companies to keep us a little sick. That way we can keep buying dope, not meth, but, you know, pills and stuff off of them so they can keep making money, right? So, um, just to talk about some health benefits of iodine, uh, mental retardation you know, low IQ levels is one of the main things in children that you look at. And, you know, mothers need two to three times the amount of iodine uh, during pregnancy. And this is a huge problem. So if you know somebody that's pregnant or even trying to get pregnant, highly recommend that you put them on a good form of iodine because it affects the fetal brain development and it affects emotional health. And, and many other things. One of the things I like using iodine for is the fact that it helps detoxify 
heavy metals and it makes water more soluble. It helps eliminate toxic metals like mercury, lead, and then of course it also helps decalcify the pineal of fluoride and it also helps uh, detoxify other metals and detoxify the built up fluoride and bromide from the thyroid gland. So usually it, what's been reported is about 12.5 to 50 milligrams of iodine uh, will, ex will uh, increase the urinary excretion of lead and mercury and usually that happens even within 24 hours but you know when you're pulling metals out of the body you want to make sure that you're very hydrated and even when you do take iodine uh, initially you might even go through a healing crisis and a healing crisis is just headache and fatigue and everything just where your body starts to to slowly eliminate all those toxins another benefit of iodine is it's a cofactor for insulin so you know we're not talking about curing diabetes or anything like that by giving some somebody insulin but it is something that every diabetic person should take a look at and whenever good whenever diabetics make good lifestyle changes and get enough iodine well most of the time their insulin functions better uh, another thing that people really don't know about the uh, benefits of iodine is the fact that it is a powerful antimicrobial and antiseptic. I personally take it. I barely ever get sick, you know, but my kids sometimes go to school. They're around a bunch of vaccinated children. They, you know, they're always coming down with something. The conditions over there, the air quality is bad, the, you know, all that stuff. So, you know, one of the one of the good things in, uh, about iodine, it's a great antiseptic, and it was used in the early 1800s and early 1900s for people that had any type of bacterial infection. That was basically their antibiotic is just dosing up high on iodine. And to this day, there's no bacteria, virus, uh, any type of microorganism that can survive or adapt to being in an iodine-rich environment. So it does help uh, to protect yourself, your immune system, from invading microorganisms. Uh, and this is another trick that my wife loves to do, is iodine is incredibly good for anti-aging and the skin. If you just take some good iodine and uh, a nascent iodine and a glycerin base, because glycerin is, I wouldn't do this with alcohol because alcohol is very dehydrating to the skin, but glycerin in itself, vegetable glycerin, I'm not talking about animal products, but a good USP uh, certified vegetable glycerin with the iodine in it, like the detoxidine that we, that we developed, and you take a small amount and you rub it under your eyes, you know, over here by your crow's feet, you rub it on your face, any part of your skin, and it takes a while because your skin is seven layers deep and you're going to have to slowly uh, start repairing it. But if you do it for a long period of time, we've seen dramatic results. Even better than the $500 facial toxic chemical-based, uh, you know, facial anti-aging creams that are out there, which are, you know, nothing more than plasticizers and everything else that just fill in the wrinkles and make you think that you're looking younger, but it's actually causing cancer uh, because of the toxic chemicals in that and, and sunscreens as well. So it's great for skin care. I would highly recommend it. Um, you know, cuts, burns, stuff like that. It's, it's, it's a great antiseptic. So you just can't go wrong with that. 
Another benefit of iodine is the fact that it helps to elevate the pH in the body. You know, not only myself, but you know, if you're watching this, you know something about natural medicine and you probably searched all over the web, you've educated yourself, you know about the acid-alkaline balance in the body, you know that when the body becomes acid, that's when disease starts to form. You know that you, when you eat live, raw, good foods, that your body becomes alkaline, uh, and that in an alkaline environment, you're able to resist disease more. Iodine actually helps raise the pH of the body, which is another great benefit to it. Iodine, we, we, we touched on it for women's health, but I mean, it's extremely important because, it, you know, when I was seeing patients and, you know, we have people that call all the time, mostly women, because women are pay way more attention to their health most of the time than men do. And uh, it's a humongous problem out there with the fact that women are suffering from polycystic ovary, uh, ovary syndrome, PCOS, fibrocystic breast disease, fibromyalgia, um, uterine fibroids, uh, any type of these cysts and these fibroids. The ovaries actually have the second highest concentration of iodine in a woman's body. You know, when they're deficient, the cysts form. So basically, if there's no iodine in the thyroid, if it's saturated with fluoride, you're not taking iodine in through the body, then the cysts form in the, in the ovaries, and especially around your menstrual cycles, if for the ladies that are listening, if your breasts become tender, you definitely, that's a sign that you have uh, iodine deficiency. Cold hands, cold feet, low body temperature, you know, if you're always cold, that's another sign. Puffiness around the eyes is another sign. A tongue, you know, when your tongue feels like it's too big for your mouth and you have a problem talking, that's another sign of iodine deficiency. Brain fog, low energy in the afternoon, all of these things. We'll go into some more uh, symptoms uh, uh, about that you can look for to see if you have an iodine deficiency soon. But breast tissue is also a huge sponge for iodine, and iodine is concentrated in the breast as well. It's, uh, there was an article here that I, I wanted to read to everybody. From 1993, it was recommended that uh, women take 3,000 to 4,000 micrograms a day to promote healthy breasts. Now, that's a huge difference considering the fact that the RDA our trusted FDA and U.S. government who gets everything right actually says that we need 150 micrograms per day of iodine. Now, that is extremely, extremely low levels of iodine. What they, how they came up with that number was they looked at when they added iodine to, they made iodized salt, and they looked at the minimum amount of iodine that would prevent a goiter from forming, and that was 150 micrograms a day. Personally, now, especially with Fukushima, especially with the chemtrails, especially with all the stuff that's, that's coming down on top of us, you know, the radiation, iodine, the radiation from... Fukushima, the iodine, radioactive iodine-131, I mean, we need to protect and saturate our thyroid even more. I usually take, you know, 40 milligrams, which would be 40,000 
micrograms, which sounds like an in incredibly high number, a couple times a week. But in the case of a nuclear or exposure to radioactive iodine-131, it's recommended that people take 120 milligrams uh, a day for six or seven days to protect their thyroid if they're in direct, uh, you know, proportion or direct area where they're going to be affected by that uh, radiotrophic or radioactive 131. So if a woman's thyroid or if a man's thyroid is iodine deficient, so she, her breasts, her ovaries, everything is going to be deficient. And it's no surprise that the medical literature has found correlation between thyroid disease and breast disease and subpar thyroid function and, and even the leading cause of breast cancer. You know, what really, you know, upsets me is the fact that everybody's, you, you know, going all these walks for breast cancer and all this stuff and donating all this money when they're not addressing the root cause of these problems, all they're doing is putting a Band-Aid on the symptoms. And, you know, hopefully you've taken the time and effort to, to read my book, The Green Body Cleanse, because that's going to tell you about the root cause of all disease instead of just the symptoms of disease. So another thing iodine uh, deficiency can affect is the structure and the function of the breast tissue. You know, if you're breastfeeding or you're trying to get milk in there, it can also alter that. And the fact that the cystic breasts end up being very painful. And actually, you know, there's even been correlation that cystic breasts may even lead to breast cancer. Um, there was a study in 1967 by the Journal of American Medical Association that found breast cancer in mice was linked to iodine deficiency. Um, the National Health and Nutrition Survey from 1971 to 2000 showed iodine levels had dropped 50% from 1971 to the year 2000. So that is, during that time, by the way, thyroid uh, disorders, think about this, how, much, how many thyroid disorders, how much breast cancer, how much prostate cancer, ovarian cancer, all of that has increased since iodine has been taken out of everything and bromine has been replaced into it. The fact is, there's no more iodine in the soil. You know, I have this argument with people, they're like, well, I get iodine through the food I eat. No, you do not. You are deficient in iodine. After the whole world is pretty much deficient in iodine unless you live right next to the ocean and you eat seafood all day long. So there was a research that took place between 1975 and 1989, and 1,300 patients were examined with breast pathology and found that iodine improved 40 to 70% of pain and fibrosis system, um, symptoms. That was a, a survey. There was another 1995 where histological changes in breast tissue can be reversed by iodine. And 1996, there was a study, rat studies demonstrated that iodine suppresses the formation of breast tumors. I mean, you know, 1996, breasts have a relatively large capacity for iodine uh, uptake. Iodine absorption, 1997, uh, and incorporation into tissues occurs in the same ductal epithelium as the majority of breast cancers. Over 60% of women may experience fibrocystic changes. These changes may respond to 3 to 4 milligrams a day of iodine taken for 3 to 4 months. How expensive is iodine? Not nearly expensive as having breast cancer, that's for sure. So you're telling me that the world's best scientists, 
you know, all this money that's going into the cure for breast cancer and all these women need to do is take three to four milligrams of iodine a day and their breast cancer is gone. I mean, it just makes no sense. Yeah, well, a lot of, like, Prozac is, uh, is that's a fluoride. It's a serotonin reuptake inhibitor, but I don't know it's, if it's got fluoride in it yes, or not. Yes, it does. Okay. Okay. I do know a little bit about the psychotropic meds because I have to deal with them every day. And most of the psychotropic meds that are uh, prescribed nowadays are SSRIs. There's some uh, antipsychotics like Abilify. Um, They're all bad. Remeron, we should I do think, a study on this. I don't know if you can talk about it on the I, or yeah, not. Yeah, I'm not sure, I'd, you know, because the people I work with, I'd have to think about that. You yeah. know what I'm saying? But I do know that SSRIs, at least what I was told in school, mm-hmm. is they prevent the reuptake of uh, serotonin, which floods the brain with serotonin, which theoretically makes you feel better. Okay. Right. But, you know, the thing is, when there's withdrawal symptoms, you start taking... There you, is. I am on an SSRI, dude. And if I t- stop taking it for more than two or three weeks, I feel like I'm coming out of my school. I feel like crap. Yeah. I'm really hateful. There are serious withdrawal symptoms. Yeah. I, mean, every, I know. Every time that there's a mass shooting, mm-hmm. uh, without exception, mm-hmm. they were on a serotonin uptake inhibitor and they stopped taking it and, they, and they're going through withdrawal. And they stopped taking yeah. it. I don't know if it'd make me a mass shooter, but I sure get bitchy. Well, if I don't, don't you have think it. that? Put it this way. See, the thing is, that's what's wrong with Civilization 1.0 mm. is that they know this, but they're not yes. going to. They're not going to. There's money in it. They're in, yeah. the, the incentives are all wrong. What have I so been saying? It doesn't dude? matter that there's a mass shooter and goes into a high school, goes into a high school, kills a bunch of kids, or goes into an elementary school and kills a bunch of little kids. You think mm-hmm. that would be enough for people to investigate and find out what the fuck is going on? Exactly. Right? Exactly. But they don't. Why? No. Because they have these these pharmaceutical companies are making billions of dollars selling this shit. Yeah. Okay, so here's the deal. Let me go let me go on a double whammy on this. You mentioned the mass shootings. So here's the reason nothing's happening with the mass shootings, okay? Number one, nothing's being done on the gun control wise because who's making the money? You know what happened to the sales of AR fifteens after each mass shooting? They spike, baby. That people buy the crap out of those things. So, is it so in what? the interest? What's the of, well, hang on, is it in? Is it in the interest of the uh, gun industry to prevent oh, these things? Please. No, you're making sales, baby. Please. And now, wait a minute. Let me go on the pharmaceutical side now, okay? And is it in the interest to correct mental health? Is it in the interest to make mental health really what it is? No, because if you keep people messed up, they keep coming back and buying pills, baby. That's, so that's both sides are profiting. That's why our government's not doing a damn thing. Yeah, well, I, again, it goes back to the, the fact that in Civilization 1.0, our, uh, we're working at cross-purposes and everything's the motivations are all screwed up. They are, and yeah, yeah, and, and I don't Money know. Money corrupts just, the whole deal. It just seems like the 1% are taking advantage of mm. the, 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 the conflict between yeah. the two sides. You sound like a conspiracy theorist. Uh, well, I am in a certain way, my friend. Yeah. Well, see, and, that's what I'm saying. Yeah, and, and so... And especially when it comes to this medical shit. The deeper you get into it, the more conspiracies you run into. Right. How come How come it costs ten times as much, ten times as much to buy a pill in the United States as what it does in Mexico or Canada or Europe? Why is that? Does it mean that it costs more to produce the pill in America? Aren't all the pills being produced in America anyway? Right? What the hell? This iodine I'm holding in my hand right now. Yeah. Uh, cost me cost me uh, eleven dollars because I I didn't get the kelp. Uh, the kelp would have been five six bucks, mm. but I got this one because 
the reason I got it is this is a higher grade quantity-wise in terms of uh, uh, the MCG. What does that stand for? The uh, 225. It's uh, a... MCG? um, Yeah, I'm not sure. Milligram? Not... it's the it's it's micro micro uh, micro, micrograms okay micrograms, I think. so it has iodine but it also has magnesium mm-hmm. so the research that I've done is you want to have these together iodine and magnesium need to go together okay if you can buy this just iodine by itself from kelp and it's uh, cheaper don't do that yeah okay get the magnesium because these need to be in balance it's all about balance so, when it comes to yeah, um, balance uh, is a cool thing absolutely uh, so. Uh, how much should you be taking of that a day? I mean, no, the, I know with the vitamins, what your body doesn't need, it just pisses out. But, I mean, like, what's the, you know, what's the dosage that they say? Well, you could just you could just take a small amount and maybe take a, 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 put some of this under your tongue uh, once a month. Or huh. you could do it once a week. Or you, you could do it every day. Could you dilute it with water? You could do that. You could. Yeah. There's various ways. You know, it's an antiseptic, so you can put it on, like, if you get a cut or a sore. Oh, yeah, they do that. I mean, in the, surgery, the, yeah. That's right. Yeah, or, you know, yeah. if we're going to talk about hillbilly stuff, when I cut the nuts off my pigs, I put iodine on them, you know. <laughs> and I did. You know, you're, th- you're laughing. I'm thinking I'm making fun, but I really did. You know, it's true. Yeah, yeah. I mean... You can put a little drop in your hand, wash your hands uh, together, and rub your face and clean your face with it because the, the, this is an antiseptic. It's not a, yeah. it's, so you know. And, germs. Yeah, so it's uh, um, and and one of the benefits of doing that, if you're a woman and you get you're worried about getting wrinkles and crow's feet, mm-hmm. that can um, that can help your skin because it's really good for it as well. Wow. Um, so yeah, so I mean, this is. Do I take enough of it? Will I live to be two hundred? You'll learn a lot of. Th- I mean, do your research. All I'm saying is, I'm being All I'm saying is, if you walk into a health food store. And you ask the, the person who works there, what's the most important? If I could just buy one thing in this health food store, what would it be? And they're going to they're, gonna, they're probably going to tell you that iodine. Okay? And mm-hmm. if you do your research, you're going to find hundreds of things that it's good for hmm. and how important it is. Speaking um, of research, you're holding out a piece of paper in front of you. Oh, I've got 11 pages and, here. Uh, said, you think I'm going to get you see? Do you see what I'm up against, people? Do you see what I'm up against? <laughs> this man does research. He's, he's do, working on his thesis here. And I'm like, oh, yeah, okay, I guess we'll talk about medicine. You know what I mean? So, yeah. All right, go ahead, man. You, you're, you're way ahead of me on this. Well, I don't know. Okay, the thyroid gland is an intricate gland in your neck. Right. And... It makes two hormones that are secreted into the blood. Right. And these hormones are essential to the functioning of the body. Right. And the thyroid, it's a small gland. It's about two inches, you know, right mm-hmm. across the neck. It lies just underneath the skin below the Adam's apple. Right. And this is, um, if it grows abnormally large, this is what's referred to as a goiter. Mm-hmm. And that's a result of iodine deficiency. This is one of the... Uh, the things we talked about earlier. Right. So the pharmaceutical industry is dependent on you being deficient on iodine, and I want to explain why. This is the conspiracy theory. You're not going to hear this anywhere except on the Dimwits podcast. Yeah, there you go. Um, Roll with it. Uh, the, the pharmaceutical company wants you to just have enough to avoid the goiter, but no more than that. Why? Okay, I'm getting to that. I'm going to mm-hmm. I'm get to that. Uh, iodine deficiency creates dozens and dozens of symptoms. These involve high cholesterol, high blood pressure, depression, recurring infections, weight gain. A lot of people are overweight because of their thyroid, right? Mm-hmm. They have thyroid problems. Well, they're iodine deficient. Uh, <clears throat> that's We have overweight problems in this country. You know, I may do a scientific experiment on this. I may go yeah. out and buy me some iodine. Sure. And uh, maybe I'll uh, give myself a score of like 1 to 10 
on how I'm feeling. No, seriously. Yeah. On how I'm feeling each day and then do a little scientific research yeah, and see no. how it looks after a month or something. I think it would be a good thing to do. Yeah, I'm not and saying I will, but I'm Read the thing cool or let me read it. Yeah, go there, ahead. There are 181 symptoms that are possible iodine deficiency. So before you let anyone prescribe some kind of pharmaceutical drug that's going to fix whatever they claim your um, problem is, then perhaps you ought to do a little research and find out, you know, maybe it's just a simple nutrition issue. Mm-hmm. And that uh, what you really need that's missing from your diet is iodine or some other um, essential. But I'm, I'm not talking about all those other things today. I'm talking about iodine today. Okay. And iodine was discovered in 1811 by Bernard Courtois. Now, he named it iodine from the Greek word for eidos. Yeah, means violet. Uh-huh. It's the color. Uh-huh. Um, and in chemistry, there is a group of elements that look very similar but are not the same. These elements are iodine... Bromine, uh, bromine, fluorine, fluorine and, chlorine. and chlorine. Bromine, fluorine, and chlorine, yeah. These are um, all in the same category mm-hmm. uh, of what's called halogens. Mm-hmm. Okay, they're non-metallic elements. Um, in the periodic table, it's, it's a group called group 17. Okay. So if you're it's walking down... since I looked at the periodic table. When we were in high school, there was a door that said group 17. I was never allowed to go in there, so... <laughs> 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 That's where they were working on the new SSRIs. No, I, th- I think, I think <laughs> yeah, it was the, there was a conspiracy theory. I think oh, it was yeah? like the up the prep. Right. Okay. So one of the things that is unique about them is that they bond with other things. Like fluoride will bond with other like uh, there's other elements, and so this is why the chemists like to use it. Like if if you're making um, let's say uh, if you're hmm. if you're creating some kind of a drug and you you, you want to introduce it into the body then you need to have like a carrier that's going to get it past right. the liver. Well, what, what happens, and I can tell you this, I remember this, you you create, if you're going to be a chemist and you're going to, you're going to create something, it needs to get past, it actually, it needs to get past what's called the um, blood-brain barrier. Because what you have is you have a network of blood vessels around your brain that are designed to filter out foreign, um, you know, foreign matter. And so what they what they do is they design this thing, uh, these these uh, at least psychotropic meds. I can't speak for any other meds. I don't know, man. But the psychotropic meds to get through that blood brain barrier. Right. And then the liver, the liver, um, it metabolizes the chemical that's in your body that you put in your body. And you're right. It's designed to uh, these these things are designed to take longer to metabolize. Mm-hmm. And that's that's why you have to. That's why it takes um, two weeks usually for any kind of psych- psychotropic med to kick in, and that's why after you stop taking them, it takes two weeks for it to get out of your system. And so it 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 it's designed to to penetrate the blood brain barrier to get into your brain mm-hmm. to work with uh, you know the different neurotransmitters. Now the problem is that they use preservatives like thimerosal in vaccines like the flu vaccine. Oh, and no. Thimerosal no, is, no, a, no. is a mercury-based preservative. Yeah, so I that know. goes through the blood-brain barrier. And so what happens is you start to deposit heavy metals like mercury in your brain, and the people don't get them out. So that leads to Alzheimer's. I mean, this is, mercury's like the worst thing. Yeah, yeah, and I'm, I'm going to agree with that. I don't know if I want to go down that road with you tonight because I'm a little tired on, uh, uh, on the uh, idea of, uh, you know, vaccination. Uh, okay, you've been through so that before. I've, I've been through that. And yeah. Just for the record, um, uh-huh. I know you're you're uh, from you're coming from an extremely libertarian, individualistic view, and you know you believe that that should be what you decide to do. 
I believe that fine, it should be what you decide to do, but if what you decide to do harms more people than you, then you're responsible for doing it, even if it harms you. That's just my view. But yeah, again, but that's if, philosophical. if vaccines work, then what are you worried about? If your kids are vaccinated, what do you care if my kids aren't? Because your, your kids are protected, aren't they? Right. But okay, if so the end I- of argument. But if the idea is that vaccines are bad for you all the way across the board, then the idea spreads. Remember we talked about that, that video game? The idea yeah. spreads that yeah. vaccines are bad for you. So instead of having 99% of the population vaccinated, the next thing you know, you only have 50% of the population vaccinated because the idea that vaccine is bad for you. So 50% of the population is they um, susceptible to like measles or something. All I'm right. not worried about my kids because my kids have had their shots. I'm just talking about the greater the greater good is all I'm in some, in, if If things were done differently uh, with the knowledge that we have now, vaccines wouldn't have to be dangerous or what I'm saying is that we know that there's toxins in the damn syringe that's being pumped right into your bloodstream. We know this. Okay. So, like, when... when uh, We are going down the road. Damn it. Why did I say that? <laughs> every, every time we say we're not going to talk we about... Do. Oh we do! Oh, my God. Anyway. I mean... You're going, okay, well, we need a lab. We need to figure this out. We need to be doing providing this valuable consumer information... And you just started doing it. Tell us about first that, yeah. that process of how you expanded your operation to, to not just being an activist and a news processor and an information presenter, but you are legitimately doing original scientific research now that is providing credible, valuable consumer information. Well, this really came down to the question of how does the global system control people's minds? Believe it or not, that is, that's what started this lab. Because as I began to do the research and I would find that there are chemicals such as fluoride that we know scientifically lowers IQs. But it turns out there are also heavy metals. We know that lead lowers IQs. Lead actually gives you a kind of soft lobotomy. It dumbs you down and mercury does the same thing. Mercury is a potent, potent neurotoxin and it's still used in flu shots. And so part of what you were just describing before, the system out there doesn't want citizens who can think for themselves, who can gain awareness, who can expand their mind, their consciousness, and their understanding, and come to new conclusions about revolutionary ideas. They don't want that. It's just like comedian George Carlin says, they want you to be obedient workers. Mm -hmm. So to do that, they dumb you down. Chemicals are introduced into the system through multiple vectors, fluoride through the water supply, obviously, but heavy metals through food, mind-altering chemicals through pharmaceuticals. So I decided that I was going to scientifically study heavy metals in foods and expose the truth about this, including heavy metals in certified organic foods, superfoods, herbal supplements, dietary supplements, and even conventional non-organic foods as well. So I spent about a year. I went under uh, intense training. I hired high-level analytical chemists from around the country to train me. And I had, I had a strong scientific background so I could kind of handle this. We spent about a million dollars. We built an atomic spectroscopy laboratory with ICPMS instrumentation. That's inductively coupled plasma mass spectrometry. It's just that one instrument is about a quarter of a million dollars. Sorry, I couldn't understand and, that terminology you're using. There's too much lead in my brain. I'm sorry. You need to break <laughs> it down a little. Well, it's, it's basically, if you go to a university laboratory, they will have the same setup that we built. If you go to the FDA's laboratory, what they test with is what we use in our laboratory. So we have fume hoods, we use acid digestion oxidation techniques, we use auto samplers. We have uh, several different instruments, including the ICPMS. But 
I, I'm not going to get into the details, but the point is that I run this lab and we now produce world-class original research. We were the first to find the heavy metal tungsten in certified organic rice protein supplement. And we sort of, we, when we publicized that, the industry immediately responded and shifted to clean up their product. So ultimately what we're doing is trying to test off-the-shelf products, show what's in them, get manufacturers to clean up their products so that we can get the lead out of people's heads <laughs> and hopefully contribute to waking people up to what's really going on in this world. 96 million Americans were infected with a simian virus 40, SV40, that led to cancer. It's a, it, it, you don't know anything about this? So 96 a, million Americans 96, have had cancer? Yeah, through the... Pro 96 million Americans. 96 million Americans so were infected. one third of the population in the United States right now has cancer. This was in the 50s when the polio vaccine. Oh. Oh. Back when the polio vaccine, they didn't know about SV40. They hadn't found okay. it yet. Okay. So when they started vaccinating people for for the uh, polio, okay. there, the, 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 the um, Salk and the other guy that were developing the polio mm -hmm. vaccine, yeah, Salk, yeah. they, um, they were using the liver of a green monkey in Africa and that was contaminated with the SV40 um, simian virus that crossed that got into the human population through the through the vaccination and it's it, and that's why the cancer outbreaks were such huge. So did they fix it? Well, yes, they but they also covered it up. Okay. Yeah, yeah. But but the problem here's the problem is that they still you can still find um, when you test people's blood and semen today mm -hmm. you find that there's the SV40 in the population in the general population today people who weren't even vaccinated so it passes on through the genes and stuff it, it passes through the there's different ways you can mm -hmm. pass it mother can pass it to her children through the blood uh, it can be sexually transmitted so let me ask you a question and again um, again we're, I don't know if we're going to agree on this one or not can you imagine 16 mil, 16 96 that's 96 million Americans are exposed, got cancer, or were exposed to... Were exposed to something that could cause cancer. Right. And Did they get cancer, or were they exposed well, to something that could cause cancer? If they died in a car accident, then we can't say they died of cancer, can right. we? But, but they say, probably would have, given time. Wouldn't you say that every day, even you and I are exposed to things that could cause us cancer? That's but, very plastic. But I'm saying it's in the, the blood, dashboard. man. Okay. And it's because of a goddamn vaccine, because okay. we were ignorant and didn't know what we were doing. Okay, here's the thing. Number one, it's gone. Well, okay. I, right? All right, let's just stop talking. <laughs> because we, we, I tell you what we need to do. We need to really talk about that like on another subject. I know. Where we can go. Because yeah. that's something you and I could go around on for a long time. Yeah, you're not going to like what I have to say. Yeah, and you probably won't like what I have to say either. I better stop myself right now. <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, these drug companies attach these halogens uh, to drugs because... They help the drug cross the fatty tissue and the cell walls, like you're right. talking about. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And without it, um, drugs would not would get cleared out of the body through the liver. Right. So these halogen drugs pass by the liver. It's and if you're taking, guess what? If you've got iodine, uh, there's receptors for that, and those receptors get the iodine connects to it, and it protects your body. It lets the liver do its job. So, so there's it, receptors in your body for iodine. Well, for halogens, for these, for these. Uh, Yes. So if the iodine is collecting to the receptors, that means that the SSR, serotonin uptake inhibitors and other things that you're, um, if I understand correctly, you'll have to do your own research. Yeah. But if you're, if you're eating, if you take like Prozac, for example, that's uh -huh. a fluoride based, uh -huh. um, it may not be effective if you've got iodine 
doing what it's supposed to do. So it huh. could counteract that. One of the reasons why they don't want this out there. Yeah, right. Because they want to keep selling you that damn drug. So, okay, let me let me ask you a, a question here. Okay, so in the brain, there are receptors for um, two things that are actually drugs of abuse. Uh huh. Okay. Uh, one of them is uh, opioids, mm-hmm. right? The human brain has a natural receptor for opioids, and that's fulfilled by its own release of endorphins. Endorphins are naturally made opioids that are in the brain, okay? Mm-hmm. The other one are receptors for cannabinoids, mm-hmm. which comes from pot. Right. Uh, you know, the THC, there's no receptor for THC, but there is a receptor for cannabinoid, like the CBD oil and that kind of stuff. Okay? Well, when you say there's no receptor for THC, that's not exactly true. There is, THC molecule does attach itself to a, a, to a, to the, uh, um, there's a receptor site in the brain that it fits into perfectly. And you know what? The other thing, that it's like chocolate. Um, mm-hmm. Chocolate is the other molecule that's very similar to that. And so, mm-hmm. and the other thing that cause, that is what it does is it produces a feeling of love. That's why people like getting mm-hmm. high. Mm-hmm. Like if I, if I gave somebody a hug, like my girlfriend or whatever, I give her a hug or she gave me a hug. Mm-hmm. There would, my sister gives me a hug. Someone that I care about gives me a hug. Mm-hmm. There's a warm, wonderful feeling that comes about. And mm-hmm. that's when that THC hits that receptor site. That's the same thing that happens. And hmm. but it but okay. it you're get, schooling me on this. That's yeah. Good. Okay. So this is yeah. Okay. But the problem is if you're taking THC or you're smoking pot a lot over a course of time, but doing a lot of it, those receptor sites get further and further apart. And so, so it's then harder the, to get that feeling. That's right. It? And that's called tolerance. You build that. Yeah. Tolerance so that's up. not good. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Well, because it affects you when someone gives you a hug, you don't feel the same. You don't feel the same. Yeah. You feel and that's the, and like like. If you take that and you take it to meth, you multiply it times a thousand. The idea is dopamine, and then what you're talking about with a hug type thing yeah. is something called oxytocin, which is a bonding mm-hmm. hormone. Mm-hmm. And uh, dopamine is released in, when there's pleasure, and oxytocin is released in a hug or during sex or when a mother holds her baby at first. And that's that bonding hormone that you feel, right? And so it sounds to me like what you're saying is, is that THC releases or mimics that bonding hormone or causes that bonding hormone to be released in a greater supply but because over time it pulls those receptors apart so not as much is released naturally you have to have that THC to, to yeah and no I haven't heard I've only heard one person uh, I, I I was instructed in that by um, by an individual who and you have to check your sources because he he's not I don't know if he would be considered a reliable medical source so mm-hmm. there may be different um, opinions on that subject and i've never been able to track that down to find out if he was a genius this guy um dr eugene scott of pasadena california is the one who put that on the market a place of ideas and i stuck it in my head years ago okay. um, um but yeah that's when people say they love smoking weed they literally mean that they do love, they love yeah i mean it literally weed. yeah it literally is love. love yeah, yeah. it's yeah. like mm-hmm. you know or, or great quantities of chocolate would do, mm-hmm. would do that mm-hmm. same thing so mm-hmm. um yeah so that when it I don't know if I interrupted your thought. No, no, that's okay. okay. Go ahead. So many, um, um, many household products and medications that we have today have halogens in the ingredients. These fluoride and chlorine-based stuff to, to get past the liver to to, to deliver something. Mm-hmm. And in, instead of re- replenishing iodine in our diet, you know, we've been given these halogens, which are poisonous. Okay, mm-hmm. fluoride is very toxic, and chlorine, and uh, same thing with bromine they're all toxic in themselves mm-hmm. you know mm-hmm. so and if it's a scale so fluoride is the most toxic and then on, at the other end of the scale you have the iodine which is the least toxic and uh-huh. if you if you have the magnesium in it then your body regulates so it's not a problem 
Okay. okay. So that's the um, that's the big takeaway. The bottom line here, what I'm trying to get to is, if your body's blocking your iodine receptors because you're taking all those other uh, pharmaceutical products, that prevents your body from absorbing the iodine that it needs, and mm-hmm. then there's health consequences. It, you you know, you're, it's like being mineral deficient. Your body needs minerals. Sure. Okay. In order to, the building blocks of life are, are based on minerals. Mm-hmm. People get their vitamins, they take pill vitamins. Yeah. And, but if you're not getting the minerals, you're, you're not, you know, you're not going to be healthy. Yeah. And minerals are more absorbed through the body through a liquid form than, a, I mean, you're not going, if you just took a pill and think that that's going to do it, it's going to go right through your system. Right. You know what I mean? You're just going to have some expensive bowel movements, you know? And, and, and of course, the best way to, to intake minerals or, uh, uh, vitamins in any way is just through natural foods. Yeah, you know, but but That's the not thyroid, very common nowadays. But go ahead. The uh, so the, the deficiency in iodine affects the thyroid. And that's and that this thyroid dysfunction is rampant in the United States. That's why you have estimated twenty million people who are affected. You know, in various ways, I mean, being overweight is one of them. Mm. Um, so, the, you know, the side effect of this thyroid dysfunction is weight gain. That's one of the big ones, and depression. Well, it sounds like I need to get some iodine, then. That's all I can tell you. <laughs> right. So, that's why I, we did, we're going to do this podcast on health and nutrition. I, that was the first thing that came to my mind. Let's, sure. just, let's talk about iodine. That's very because interesting. Because nobody talks about it. This is, this is something you're not going to hear anywhere. There's people who are against fluoride, fluoridation in the water, you know, and but that's been played out. I mean, we've all heard that argument back and forth, and so people already come to their conclusions about it. Right. Um, some people are like, screw it, you know, I don't care. Um, and they're going to continue on. But when you start to do a deep dive and understand that these are related topics, you know, the fluoride and the uh, iodine and the chemical, the pharmaceutical companies, and they're motivated to make money. And, you know, yeah. if you get sick, they're just going to sell you another drug, man. Right. And that's, man, I'll tell you, from my experience, I've seen, well, think about this. Uh, my mother-in-law, um, bless her heart, uh, she, she got, she was in the hospital. And the reason she went to the hospital is she was on so many drugs yeah. that the the side effects were, were going crazy and slowing her heart down. So once they corrected the drugs, she felt better. No, I was saying, what's out, wrong with that picture? We're talking about Civilization 1.0's motivations being all messed up. Yeah. I was sitting out at Walmart one day. This guy comes up to me, and he's waiting on his wife to come out. And he, he's got this bag of drugs, and he holds it up, and he shows it to me. And he's like real proud of his bag of drugs because he just came from the VA and he got all his drugs for free. Right. So he's letting me know, you know. And I said, uh, he's like, he's like, um, is this great? And I'm thinking to myself, all right, let me see if I understand what you're telling me correctly. <laughs> um, what you're telling me is you're proud that, that you're so you sick. went to Vietnam, yeah, and you killed some brown people, brown skinned people, uh-huh. and you, for God knows why, you don't, yeah. you don't know why, right? But you're Serving doing your, your patriotic country. duty, mm-hmm. okay, and are and you're proud of this. Because mm-hmm. you served your country and killed people for your country. Uh-huh. And the benefit, the payoff, is now that you're completely unhealthy because of all the toxins in the environment and all the crappy food you eat. Now you get to go to the VA and they load you up on drugs for free. Free drugs. So free you can come back and get some more. Wow. America, ain't it great? Yeah. And who's paying for those free drugs? They're not free. Yeah. Well, okay. Right? Somebody's paying for them. The people who don't have health insurance are paying for them, right? Yeah. But uh, you know, I think that talk about health insurance. Oh, is scam. that's another. Story. And then pharmaceutical companies. You talk about. I loathe health insurance people. I have to deal with them idiots every day. I loathe. Well, them. what kills me is like if you have if 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 you have health insurance, and or any kind of any kind of insurance. The way insurance works is then when you go and you have, the insurance has to pay, they pay less. 
Oh yeah, like a well, discount. Let, let me let me give you a real off example in health insurance. Okay, doesn't it asinine? Doesn't oh, that drive oh, you crazy? Oh, let, let, let me go off on a tangent for just go a little ahead, bit. Go ahead, go All ahead. right, okay. So I had this client. Of course, so our, poor people pay more. Yes, they do. It's not right. They pay more, and here's the thing: this 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 little girl's mama was working for. Okay, had yeah, yeah. that good old, good old insurance, right? Mm-hmm. $5,500 deductible. Mm-hmm. I don't know how much she was paying, but I guarantee it's too much. $5,500 deductible. Really? Like, if you come down with um, three times leukemia, glowworm cancer, and a brain tumor, <laughs> maybe that'll help. Now, here's the kicker. Mm-hmm. $5,500 deductible, not met, obviously. Mm-hmm. Little girl comes into counseling. Guess how much she's getting charged? $250 for me to sit with her for an hour. Mm-hmm. Why? Because her insurance won't pay for it. Wow. Not won't even won't even negotiate a lower price. My insurance, I'm on health insurance, $3,000 deductible. Guess how much it pays for my medications if if I don't meet my deductible? Hmm. Zero. Right? Right? Zero. Yeah. I'm paying a pretty low price, but that's only because the company that I'm working for is good enough to pay the majority of yeah. my premium. Right. But if I want to add my wife on there, yeah. guess what? Another three hundred dollars a month. Wow. It's crazy, for what? man. It's just, nothing, dude. It's crazy. And it's a six thousand dollar deductible for family. It's so sick, man. Really? It's so sick. I tell you, like my sister and I. Uh, I told you I was hanging out with my sister today, and. So it was her birthday. She, her traditionally, she takes the day off on her birthday. I don't know if other people do that, but she does. And um, so we were talking. She just got back from the dentist. She was complaining about how how much pain she was in from the dentist. Uh, she had a root canal done. Ooh. But um, you know, one time she's lived paycheck to paycheck in her in the past. Like many of us know what that feels like. Mm-hmm. And uh, she had to have a tooth pulled years ago because it was causing pain, and she couldn't afford to have a root canal done. Mm-hmm. And so you know, you you, you lose one tooth. And uh, and you start you realize every time you eat food, your tooth is missing. Mm, tell so me about it. you think, well, I'm going to go ahead and get the root canal done. Now it costs like nine hundred freaking dollars. Mm-hmm. You better have some money. Mm-hmm. Um, and so and you know, she's had like four root canals. I mean, if she didn't, if she was poor, uh, poorer than she is now, uh, she might not have any teeth left in her head to chew her food with. Yeah. Now I was locked up in jail. Let me tell you, uh, you know you're in jail in Arkansas when nobody has their teeth. Yep. Okay. It's meth or poverty or both. That's right. Yep. And so that's a problem. But yep. um, but what kills me is that poor people suffer the most in this country when it comes to dental care. I mean, when I live, it, I've lived in big cities, uh, Las Vegas, San Diego, Phoenix, Arizona, all over. But and you know, one thing I've noticed is there's a McDonald's on every corner. But you know what? Also, I I notice is there's a freaking dentist everywhere. Yeah. There's yeah. a freaking dentist. It's almost as often as you see a McDonald's, yeah. you see a freaking dentist yep. office. Yep. Now my thing is, how can there be so many? GD, I'm trying to clean up my language. How, how, how can there be so many GD freaking dentists all over the place, and still you, you you've got a jail full of guys with rotten teeth? You know what's going on here? Right. Why can't we provide some basic medical coverage, dental care for poor people in this country? And let me let me tell you something else too. Again, I work with the system, so I'm working with Arkansas's Medicaid system, right? Yeah. They cover health expenses, but guess what? They don't care. Uh-huh. They don't cover. This is what I'm saying. And they don't cover visual. It's like, look, we got to get our really? priorities straight here, man. It's like some of the most basic... Look, I, I work paycheck to paycheck, too, and there's been a time in my life where I had to take all my savings just to pay the dentist. Yeah. Okay? I took all my Bitcoin and sold it so I could pay for a dentist. You know how much that Bitcoin would be worth today? Oh, my gosh. Oh, don't make me think about it. It makes yeah, me sick. I know. Yeah. Um, so th- this is one of the things that really gets my goat. Mm. And yeah. 
Um, so I'm just like, you know, I, when we talk about Civilization 2.0, we need to solve this problem. <sighs> okay? This, this, the worst part of capitalism, if you want to, from my point of view, is because this affected me personally, and you know maybe other things haven't, and this one did, so it gets under my skin. Mm. But the fact is that there's all these dentists everywhere, but poor people can't afford to go to them, so they yep. suffer. Yep. Okay, it's not right in yeah. a country that spends as much as we do on military, and we can't take care of people's right. damn teeth. Right. Exactly. What the f- right. And and you know what? Listen, it's not just dentists; it's starting to go into regular health. It really I is. Know. You know, I mean, I don't go to the doctor. You know, want to, you want to know why? Because it costs me a hundred dollar bill to go to the doctor. So what do you do? You suck it up and deal with it. And buy something over the counter. You know. Well, listen, you gotta you gotta start uh, understanding what that uh, you are what you eat. You know, the subject yeah. of this podcast is nutrition right, today. Let's bring it back home. And yeah. you know, you are what you eat. Now, mm-hmm. um, the, the doctors may not tell you that, but they know this, of course. Sure. But they're tied at the hip with the finance uh, with the pharmaceutical with companies. The pharmaceutical I mean, companies, they're drug yeah. pushers. These, yep. these these medical doctors, whether they want to or not. You know I mean, what? <laughs> I want to I want to say one yeah. one one doctor. Yeah. Now she charged me a hundred bucks every time I see her. Yeah. Right. And but the physicals free. That's the only free thing with my insurance. Yeah. She found out my cholesterol was a little high. And she told me to go out and buy some omega three. There you go. And I was like, "Are you sure you're a doctor?" <laughs> of course, she's retired now, so that's probably why she gave it to me because she knew she was getting out of business. Mm. But and I take omega three every morning. Now, when you, know? you say take omega three, are you talking fish oil or what are you talking about? Well, it says omega three on the jar, dude. Oh, yeah. yeah, yeah, it's probably fish oil. And yeah, you know, I'm fish sure oil is. is a good thing to take. Uh, you know, because any seawater, you know, whether it's salmon or mackerel or tuna or whatever. Um, if it's in cold water, then you're getting omega three, and it's really important because our bio- the biology of the human being is we live near the coast uh, and we we ate mm-hmm. seafood, and so the the omega threes are have always been a part. Like take for example the Eskimo in Alaska, <coughs> they have a, a lot of fat in their diet. But mm-hmm. that fat is omega three rich because it's like whale blubber, seal blubber, you know this kind of thing, right. salmon, and uh, they get they. You know, I lived in Alaska. I lived in the, with the natives, the the Eskimo, the Inuit, and the Aleut, and they love to put seal oil on everything. I, it sounds disgusting. It does. But, but you, you know how some people, it's an acquired taste. I imagine. Okay? It's like soy sauce. You know, people put soy sauce and everything? Yeah. They, I've seen them. They just use it like soy. They douse that stuff, man. They just pour it on there. You mean like fish oil? It's an oil. It's a it's a seal oil. It's like, a okay. seal oil. That's okay. right. It comes from the seal. Oh, that sounds nasty. It sounds nasty, but you, you get used to it. It's like a, it's an acquired taste. <laughs> I bet it is. <laughs> but it's high in omega-3, man. Yeah. And these, yeah. these Eskimos don't have heart disease. Right. Yeah. Okay. You look Again. at the people who, um, in Okinawa, the people who are healthiest and live the longest human beings on the planet, they're, they're along the coastline. They're getting omega-3s. Huh. Okay. So if you're, uh, you know, most of our radio listeners are uh, the, the red state, uh, religion mm-hmm. in the core of the country, We're not close to the seacoast. They're, nope. not, they're not getting salmon. They're not getting omega-3s in their diet. Nope. Um, and they're voting for Trump. Now, there's no connection there. But, uh, <laughs> I don't know. I always have to bring in the, the oh, religion and the, oh, the, yeah. blue, the blue church oh, and all that. You know, we can't, we can never go talk very long, even about nutrition or health. Yeah, before you got to, you got to bring that. We got to have some we fun have here. Some fun with that, absolutely. Um, so yeah, the thing is that uh, I just lost my train of thought. <laughs> well, we were talking about omega threes. Yeah. We were talking about people yeah. living uh, along the seacoast. Yeah, and uh, so you're getting your omega sixes that already, uh, but the omega threes is where we're deficient. And mm-hmm. you know, you could take like you know, there's there's wild 
Dude, there's plants that grow. We're in Arkansas, mm-hmm. right? There's watercress. You know what watercress is? Oh, yeah. It's growing yeah. right down here in the creek. Yeah. We could walk down there right now and have a salad. Yeah. Okay? There's another plant called, uh, the, the, if you go to a, um, a Spanish-speaking uh, or Latino-speaking like place where they buy fruits and vegetables, like a little um, yeah. Mexican uh, shop. Yeah, there's plenty of them they around sell, here. Um, a, they sell a plant. It's a weed. We call it a hogweed. Okay. And it grows wild. Okay. Okay. But they have a Spanish name for it, which comes from the Latin, I can't pronounce it, okay. Viritas or something. But the, okay. the word that you will find if you want to look it up on the internet is called uh, purslane. Have you ever heard of purslane? Never. Okay. I want you to block this in your memory. Okay. Uh, take the word purse. Imagine a woman carrying a purse. Right. Okay. And she's walking down the street. We call that a, a lane. lane. Purse lane. Okay. Mm-hmm. She's going down purse lane. Mm-hmm. Purse lane. You got it locked in your head? Gotcha. Okay. Mm-hmm. Do you know that that has the highest levels of omega-3 of any plant on Earth? No kidding. Yeah, and it grows right here. We could just walk out into the woods and, and uh, make a salad. I'll be dang. It has more beta-carotene, uh, which is vitamin A, than you're going to find in just about anything. Hmm. And that's one of the best things you can put in your body. Yeah. Okay? So, you know, I, my father makes salad out of uh, this hogweed or whatever you want to call it. Okay. It, it's... It has many different strains. I've heard of people putting dandelions in their salad. Yeah, yeah. But, but I mean, uh, greens are good. Any kind yeah. of dark greens, are, like you can yeah. overduce it. Like if you make uh, wheatgrass and if you drink too much wheatgrass, it make you sick. But one of the reasons it makes you sick is because it's detoxifying you. You can get <laughs> sick be, by being detoxified. Right, yeah. And, and so that's another thing is when you start taking iodine for the first time, what this is going to do is it's going to get the heavy metals out of your brain, like the mercury in your brain mm-hmm. and aluminum and all the stuff that's bad for you that causes uh, Alzheimer's. Yeah. Get that stuff out of there. It helps to... So it's gonna. There's gonna be a detox effect. So take it slow at first. Yeah. You know, just a drop for a, uh, now and then, maybe like once a week or whatever. Mm, okay. uh, but so the same thing happens when you eat greens. Like if you eat green juices, um, mm-hmm. you start to detox, and you can get a buzz from it. You can get a mm. high from detoxing. Interesting. You, you know, and but um, there probably wouldn't be much of me left if I detoxed. Well, you know, you could fast for two days. Listen, we're talking about nutrition and health here, man. Yeah, yeah. And, um, you know... If you're making me feel uncomfortable, I'm going to make a joke, okay? Okay. All right, so so well, if you're putting me on the spot, I'm going to make a joke, right? What, you are I should what be you, laughing my ass you, off right now. You are now. what you eat. Yeah. Okay? Yeah. And so just look at your diet and say, okay, man... and tater tots. Yeah, if I'm drinking bourbon and eating cheeseburgers, yeah. then, you know, there's probably a reason why my gut's hanging over my belt. Right. You know? Hanging off on the bourbon, but uh, definitely the cheeseburgers and tater tots, yeah. Yeah, well, if you go on an Atkins diet and you lose all that weight, then you, you go back to the bourbon and the cheeseburgers, you gain it right back. You gain it right so back. So this dude. is the problem. People bounce around with different diets and what have you. Well, but, and that's one. I, w- I want to add this one thing, you know, before we close down here because I haven't seen – I've been away from home. I'm going to get in trouble here. Oh, okay, soon. yeah. But, um, you know, as we were talking about this, I, I, I did a little bit of research mm-hmm. for this show, just a little bit. And um, uh, I asked Google – of course, you know, and of course, I my friend Josh said, "Man, don't ask Google. Ask somebody else." Because I asked Google, uh, "How much does a 750 calorie meal at McDonald's cost versus a 750 calorie meal of fresh fruits and vegetables?" You know what I got from Google? Huh. An ad for McDonald's. <laughs> <laughs> so I went to uh, went to one of his um, uh, search engines, Bing. Yeah, that's what it was. I went to Bing. And uh, so they, uh, you know, there was this article, and this article said that basically, um, you know, I don't know if I agree with it or not, but that's what it said. 
that healthy food is actually the same price or cheaper than fast food. And so I'm going, okay, so if that's really true, why are we going for fast food? And so, you know, I just Googled another thing, you know, it's, it's why is fast food addictive or whatever. And what I found, and, I, and my phone's dead now, so, but uh, if, if I had it with me. Flavoids. You, you could look for it. But, you know, fast food's high in salt and it's high in sugar. Yeah. And what I found was an article that just shocked the snot out of me. Because uh-huh. I'd heard of it. Uh-huh. I heard it on the internet, but I'm like, okay, yeah, blah, 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 conspiracy. But this was like a scholarly article, right? And so it had a research team that did it. It was, had statistics in it. I mean, it was the real deal, dude. And what it said, the abstract of the article said that there is scientific proof that sugar is more addictive than cocaine. Mm-hmm. So I'm thinking, wow, no you know wonder I keep going back to Coca-Cola. No wonder I keep going yeah. back to fast food restaurants. It's a freaking drug habit. Yeah. And I'm way against drug habits. Well, okay. when white people came to this country, they gave Indians uh, refined sugar. and they, they had never had it in their diet. It became addicted to them immediately. It was mm-hmm. a problem. And they also alcohol was another big problem. Right. But do you know that your body metabolizes sugar like alcohol? Mm-hmm. So yeah. there's children now who have cirrhosis of the liver, and they never touch the drop of alcohol. They're just yeah. eating too much damn sugar. Right. That's incredible. Isn't it? So, you know, um, I meant to say this earlier, and I, I got sidetracked. We were talking about conspiracies and such, mm-hmm. and um, I was making reference to these guys, really smart guys that are do- this neurohacker, um, you know, the neurohacker crowd that's talking about Civilization 2.0. Mm-hmm. And one of the things that I heard them say that got my attention is they were talking about these things, and you know, it's easy to say it's a conspiracy. And one of the guys' response to that was that um, Civilization 1.0 is working across pro- purposes and has the wrong motivations. And he says sometimes that's a conspiracy, and sometimes it's just emergent. Yeah. Now you keep you keep making this case that it's emergent yes. versus conspiracy. I and mean, when it's a conspiracy, it's like some kind of evil plan by some right. you know to make money by some high some one percent of the population. That's right. Like they're just looking for ways to make money at the expense of health for everyone else or whatever. And it's really easy. Feels good to believe that. It, it's really easy to come to that conclusion. And I think that in some cases it is. But let, mm-hmm. let's take the case where ninety six million Americans were infected with uh, cancer. Okay. That was not a conspiracy. That was ignorance. That was right. an emergent. Uh, right. uh, that was an emergent happening. Yeah. Okay. Now the problem is when we cover that up because it's embarrassing. The CDC tried to pull that off the internet, and uh, you can still on our website dimwits.com. You, I have a copy of that, so you can go look at it. It's on our webpage, so you can actually see a copy of the file that was pulled off the internet, and you can <coughs> read it for yourself. Okay. Um, so. Some of these things are emergent, and some things are conspiracy. I would say that a lot of times, these things are uh, were ignorant. We didn't know that there was a SV40 virus in the in the vaccine, but you know we were uh, because when it, this emergent thing comes forward and we become aware of it, what do we do then? That's where do, the conspiracy. That's where starts. the conspiracy comes right. in because if you if you if you're embarrassed, then you take that off the internet, try to hide this fact. Then that's a conspiracy. That's a conspiracy because guess what happens now? Now we, we keep 
pushing this idea of vaccines. We haven't learned our damn lesson. In fact, the, you know, you've got the Marisol as a preservative, and that's affecting people's health. Well, how are you going to, you know, if the, if you're going to cover up 96 million Americans getting cancer, you know, you're not going to have a problem coming up the fact that, you know, fluoride is in the tap water is uh, calcifying your penile gland. I mean, come on. Well, I'll tell you what, let's, let's talk about a, a, another conspiracy that I just actually learned about today. Yeah. And I'm going to call it a conspiracy, at yeah. least an attempted conspiracy. Yeah. Okay. So if we're talking about what you put in your body, um, I think most of you have heard, or I'm sure you have, heard of the uh, partially hydrogenated... Mm. Uh, oh gosh, it's not soybean oil. Like mayonnaise. I mean, not no, mayonnaise, it's but... corn syrup. It's uh, oh, yeah, high fr- yeah. oh, sorry. High fructose corn syrup. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. So the problem is, is that's 100% glucose, which is like the thing that causes diabetes type right. 2. Exactly. Right? Okay. So, um, keep drinking the, your Cokes. Yeah, yeah keep drinking Pepsis. your Cokes, right? I'm guilty. Okay, I am. I'm guilty of that. So here's the thing. Number one, of course, obviously that must be addictive because we talked about sugar being as addictive or mm-hmm. more addictive than cocaine. Mm-hmm. The second thing is that the the corn industry, the yeah. people that make this, they want to change the name of it. Well, they, they have. They want to change the name to. of it to there's several corn, different sh- names. corn sugar. Well, there's it several sounds names. nicer. Yeah, they yeah. petitioned the FDA. Right. Imagine, I'm well, sure they're going to get press, it. Yeah. Yeah, they're going to, basically, so when you look at your ingredients, yeah. and you're going to say corn sugar, mm-hmm. oh, that doesn't sound too bad, um, it's uh, high fructose corn syrup, same thing, different yep. name. Is that a conspiracy? Yep. It is a conspiracy Somebody by making conspiracy. They know. the industry to oh, yeah. try to sell us right. crap under a different name so oh, yeah. we'll be more accepted. So oh, they yeah. don't have to change, and they can keep making Let's, their freaking look, sugar's profit. sugar's a drug, man. It yeah, is, dude. Look, I'm, a, I'm a drug addict, and you're, that's it. you're really convicting the hell out of me no. that I need to change my ways. If you if you look at the British Empire, how did they make their money? It was through drugs. So, you know, they trafficking drugs. They, they'd yeah, get ships. Sugar. They'd get these wooden ships with sails across the ocean blue mm-hmm. in 1492, and they were loaded up with sugar and all kinds of shit. Yep, sugar. Okay, and products that they got from uh, the Orient, you know. Th- and from, what saved this country? Tobacco. Nicotine. What drives... Capitalism has always been driven by drugs so, it, it doesn't matter what it is like even when we went into don't get me started on that oh, look let's okay. let's get let's get back to the sugar thing you know that, <laughs> the sugar thing like honey is good for you yeah it's your a body natural will, sugar. yeah you'll mm-hmm. your body metabolizes it faster mm-hmm. but did you know that maple syrup mm-hmm. is metabolized 50 times faster than, than honey so it's like the best sugar okay it's You're expensive kidding. yeah you can uh uh, Wait, I'm sorry. I think you said the right word. Would maple, you say maple? The real maple, right? Real maple syrup. Don't get. There's fake stuff on the market. Yeah, 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 yeah. You have to be careful. But you said a word just a little bit ago, just a few seconds ago. It starts with E. What is that? You said it's referring to the price. It's what? Expensive. Expensive. Oh, that's right. right. That's right. It's expensive. Yeah. But it's more expensive to have bad health. Okay. But you're not thinking about that when you're at the grocery store and you're living Look, if you cut sugar out dude. of your system completely and you, you were craving something sweet, get some maple syrup. Hmm. Real maple syrup. Real maple syrup. That's interesting. You're not going to have a problem with uh, getting the, what's it called, the diabetes and shit. Yeah. Okay, so, yeah. 
It's a, uh, it's, hmm. it's interesting. Like you were talking about conspiracies and sugar, yeah. and, you know, and sodas and such. Do you mm-hmm. remember when Coca Cola changed their brand? Oh, they went to New Coke. Like it was yesterday. Well, what year man? was that? Nineteen eighty six, baby. I and know I that. hate because I hated it. Okay, I Let me remembered tell you conspiracy it. I cussed their name. Let yeah. me tell you conspiracy theory. I heard about it. Did I you? know. Well, yeah. they did it on purpose. What? Be- why? Because... To cover up for something. What was it? Well, I don't know. I just heard that they you know did what it, it on purpose so people would buy more You know coke. what it was? What? They were switching the formula from corn syrup... You to, mean from, 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 sugar from cane to corn, sugar to, to corn, corn syrup. syrup. Really? I'm not going to doubt it. I wouldn't doubt that. Isn't that a trip? Oh, my god! I mean, like, they wanted to get the... They, they knew that corn syrup was bad, but yeah. it was cheaper. Yeah, cheaper. And they didn't want to get bad press about doing something that was going to affect the health of millions and millions of people. So they mixed us up with... So they, they had a... It, what does a magician do? Pay attention to what's going over here. Right, so you don't see what's going over here. what's going on over here. Yeah, they were switching from... From cane sugar, yeah. which you could still get uh, Coca-Cola that's yeah. cane sugar in Mexico. Yeah, yeah. Because, I mean, Mexicans have a better sense of health than we do. I mean, yeah. they're, they're eating the, the you know... They the, eat a lot more fruits, or a lot more fruits than we do. A lot more fresh fruits. And, purslane, uh, remember purslane? Mm-hmm. I had to go to a Mexican store to buy that. Huh. Highest in omega-3 of any plant on earth. Yeah. And white people don't know anything about it. Wow, crazy. It is growing wild in our in our woods. Wow. Meanwhile, we'll go to McDonald's and eat Flavoroids. And eat, yeah. And you know what Flavoroids are? Uh-huh. They, they put that in all the fast food. You were asking, why do we eat it? That's yeah. one of the reasons. Okay. But the, where this all started was MSG. You know the story behind oh, that. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, so the Japanese in World War well, II, were, yeah. they were feeding rotten meat in cans to, their, to the Japanese soldiers. Uh-huh. And the Japanese soldiers wouldn't eat it because it was rotten meat. Uh-huh. But they put that MSG in there, and wow, they want to eat it like it's, like, it tastes like <laughs> apple pie. <laughs> Do they still use MSGs oh, they in Chinese it. restaurants? Well, it's they're not supposed to, but there's been many cases where they find that they did use it. Ah, and but you know they they put flavoroids in everything now, and yeah. it's not it's not MSG, but it's similar, yeah. and it, it affects your it's design. It's a chemical that's designed to make the food taste good and make it addictive. Okay, check they put this it out. in they put it in uh, they they put it in uh, Pepsi. Check this out. Uh, uh, you know, as I was prepping for this, when I was talking to my buddy Josh, right? Yeah. Okay, so. Um, they did a study on, they, they took these, these women that they considered to be food addicted. You know, maybe, right. maybe big girls, I don't know, maybe not. Okay, and so they showed them a picture of a milkshake. Right? Yeah. And when the, when the, the girls saw the, the, the picture of a milkshake, yeah. the part of their brain that controls craving lit up. Yeah. Right? Then, when the girls drank the milkshake, the part of their brain that controls <laughs> self-control yeah. decreased. Mm-hmm. So the idea was, is you increase the craving, mm-hmm. and because of whatever's in the food, you decrease the self-control. So mm-hmm. guess what? You want to buy more and more and more of it. It's like so an involuntary response. you're only response making then. five cents on a hamburger? You know they're coming back, oh, yeah. baby. Oh, yeah. Right? So I bought, it sounds like wow. that's an involuntary response to the brain. It is. And so it's, the food is designed yeah. to create that. Yeah. Well, look at cigarettes. I mean, they put over a thousand. Some, some estimates are as many as a thousand different chemicals, man. Yeah. In right. one cigarette, and it's designed to spike the ni- nicotine level. And right. nicotine is more addictive than than any heroin, other, any other substance on the planet. Yeah, I right. Believe. Yeah. And you know what? Nicotine is is it's legally sold to people all the time. You yeah. know what I mean? So, yeah. So don't tell me. So don't tell me it's not a conspiracy. Oh, yeah. I mean, when you sure. ha- when you're spiking nicotine levels, that means you know what the fuck you're doing. Hey, do you're you doing know, it on purpose. Do you know what the 
three most recognized name brands are in the world, like amongst the entire human race. You ready for this? Coca-Cola would be one of them. Coca-Cola, Marlboro, Marlboro, and Budweiser. And Budweiser. That's interesting. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I want to get those tattooed on me. <laughs> <laughs> Just look at my liver. It's already there. Yeah. <laughs> well, let's quit there. We've been yeah, talking a while. Yeah, let's do. Yeah, I need to go home. My family's going to wonder what I look like. So. Yeah. So this yeah. has been a weird podcast. This is not it's the way been. it turned out the way I expected. I wanted to talk about health, and there were other issues that I wanted to raise. Well, and we just kind of went off uh, you know, down the rabbit trail. You know, uh, really, I think, though, I think I really enjoyed it. I don't know mm-hmm. if the you know other person out there that's listening to this enjoyed it, but, but I enjoyed it because we started out mm-hmm. kind of going down the rabbit trail and talking about what we truly believe, what's really mm-hmm. important to us. Mm-hmm. And then we were able to gently steer our conversation Back yeah. into what we intended. So let's just review. So one of the things it. that one of the things that I talked about early on was this idea of false authority. Right. Um, and I'm saying that there are false authorities that are outside of you that step between you and God, but yeah. there's also the false authority inside of you, mm-hmm. and that's also standing between you and God. So there's there's God that's external to you. That's the old mentality of the way we we conceive of God as being external from us, and right. that we, we have to get His approval, and He's not happy because of what we do with our right. genitalia and that's what have you. Rough way to live, man. right? Yeah, you know, we feel guilty because of our, our whatever we do in what, the, in the external our, world. We count our failures every day. Yeah, yeah. And yeah. then, but then when you switch around, you realize the real false authority is internal. And so, what's the, what's stepping between you and God, the divine within? Mm-hmm. You know, and the sense of that uh, when you reverse <clears throat> that. Mm-hmm. See, and I think that this is key to understanding the transition that we're going through now in terms of civilization 1.0 and civilization 2.0, because under the old paradigm, there had to be a hierarchy of false authority telling you what to do, because people are stupid and they do fucked up shit, mm-hmm. and so we're going to just create a police department to bang you on the head and say, you can't, sir, 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 right. you can't walk on the sidewalk. I'm like, what the hell is your problem? <laughs> right? And so, <laughs> you know, so, you know. We know who you are, buddy. Yeah, and then, and then, and then I want to fight with them, you know, because I think it's an opportunity. I get a, I get a drilling rush yeah. out of standing up to false authority, but I right. never stop to think this is just some loser dude like me. Yeah, just some I'm just smuck a, working he's, he, for. He's just another wage slaver. That's right. Like why do I? Why do I want to ruin his day? Right. You know what I mean? Right. Forget it. It's right. not worth it. He's under and the same. So false what's going on? That's yeah. it. So what's going on is a false authority inside me mm-hmm. that's telling me. To, to be an asshole when yeah. it, there's no reason to be an asshole. Right, because he's right? in the same place you are. you got to pick your battles wisely. And right. it's like, okay, so so something's wrong with me if I have to fight with people about trivial shit all the time. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So so I have a good instinct to want to stand up to false authority, but I, I have to know what those real enemies are. And first of all, I have to realize that there's an enemy within me. Yeah. That's, that's the problem, the number one problem I need to deal with. Right, I'm fighting my own battles in that way too. You know, I like to talk big. But um, where the rubber meets the road, that's harder. You know, we yeah. can talk about sugar being an, an addiction, but yeah. what am I going to do when I get home, right? You know, uh, what kind of choice am I going to make tomorrow, you know? Um, you know, and we can talk about the 1%, but, or unions, I'm not a member of a union, you know? And so there's there's that false authority in me that I'm fighting against that, you know, I talk about one thing, but, but you know, like my dad well, used to say, talks cheap, but takes uh, money to buy whiskey. You've got to uh-huh. get out and do something, you know? Yeah, it takes money to buy whiskey. Yeah. Yeah, talk is cheap. Yeah. Well, um, you know, in some sense, you're putting your money where your mouth is by having this, by being on this podcast. I want to spread the ideas. Yeah, it's yeah. about, 
it's about helping bring about a paradigm shift in the yes. world around us. But that has to start with uh, with, us. with us. So we yeah. have to we have to grow spiritually and mentally, and we have to evolve to civilization 2.0 uh, internally first. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like it's clean your room, uh, uh, stand up straight, put your shoulders back. That's your responsibility, okay? Once you do those simple things, common sense things, then you can go out into the world and you can expect other people to, sh- to, to receive you and respect you and, uh, accordingly. So that's, that's like the advice from the old world. So the in- advice from the new world, and Jesus was the one who was talking about this too, you know, mm-hmm. talking about, you know, take the plank out of your own eye before you judge somebody right, else. So this, is, this is a civilization 2.0 thing. And it's taken us 2,000 years to kind of grasp it. Right. You know, I mean, the whole kingdom of God thing that Jesus talked about, we still never really kicked in yet. I mean, people are still treating each other like shit. Yeah, pretty much. So, I mean, how, how, we've got to have a paradigm shift and the, around us, but it's got to start with us, right, individually. Right. Now, now I'm going to I'm gonna go a little bit of uh, Slavoj Zizak here, mm-hmm. or whatever. Is that his name, Zizak? Slavo. Slavo Zizak? Yes. Okay. So I'm going to go with him, and um, coming from this debate that I watched between yeah. him and Jordan Peterson, yeah. and I'm not going to disagree with you at all on what you're saying. Mm-hmm. I'm going to add to that that, however, while we have to change what we do, mm-hmm. it is also reasonable for at, for us to look for and seek change in what the existing powers do. We can't just ignore the existing powers and only concentrate on us. Because, you know, there's the existing powers are still in power. We need to put pressure on them to yeah. change. Yeah. Now, are they? Probably a hell way no. You know, probably not. Look, we, you talked but, about doubling time. This yeah. thing is accelerating with us or without us. Okay, right. the, the change is coming. Yeah. Okay, civilization is, is going to... Is, we're going to see some dramatic changes in our lifetime yet to come. Oh, yeah. Well, uh, we've already seen a ton. Oh, man. It's incredible. Oh, These yeah, kids yeah. have no idea what it was like to yeah. be somewhere without a phone, you know, yeah. to not yeah, be yeah. able to get an instant answer to a question you Look, had. the future could be Crazy. The future could be even better than we imagine, or it could be far worse than we've ever seen. Yeah, and other. so, you know, this is the thing. Uh, you know, is the next generation going to have a higher standard of living than the last? A lot of people are saying no. So far, it's not. The, that we've peaked, we've reached the peak. I agree. And so it's it's not peak oil, it's peak civilization. Yeah. And so you know, my mom and dad, uh, they remember when they bought gas for for five cents a gallon. My God. Right. Okay. And they they, they saw the invention of color television. Yeah. Okay. I mean, they 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 yeah. lived the generation the, the where they saw the most dramatic changes of the standard of living. They went from the depression to where we are. People are driving around in electronic cars. Right. Okay, we, we parked next to a car today, and the, the door is open like this. And it was electronic, you know. I don't know why they pulled up next to us, because oh, don't get me started on rich people. But, um, but, but, you know, we're driving around Rogers and Bentonville, and, you know, my, my sister said, you know, I don't see any junky cars around here. You know, you're at the northwest Where's Arkansas. Where's your sister lived, dude? Northwest Arkansas doesn't have any junky cars no. unless you're in Springdale or, you know, Lowell. If you're in a certain part of Springdale yeah, or if you're in Lincoln, the, Arkansas. When you go to the prom, promenade. You go to you know, Rogers and Bentonville. Every car no is owned by the cars. bank, you know. Yeah, right. I mean, so yeah. I'm saying <laughs> civiliz- things can right. get better yeah. for all of us. For, that's the key. For all of us. There's no reason why. it's there already needs to, damn good for 1% of us. There's no reason why you've got people being locked up until they're 27 years old in a f***ing prison with their right teeth on. falling out. Yeah, right on. Because they smoked some meth, yep. which was invented by a guy that we went to war with, uh, Hitler. Mm-hmm. And, and so now, you know, and because he... You're, 
Oh God! In, instead of the offering them just... a chance to get better, instead of offering them a chance for real connection right. with real human beings, right. so they can realize that they don't need to uh, you know what put I artificial pleasure in their life. No, we put them in jail for the rest of their life. Can well, we biologically, uh, a male is aggressive until he's twenty-seven years old. At, oh. at twenty-seven years ago, year old, the, the aggressive kind of falls off precipitously, and oh, you'll right. notice that people who commit crimes it usually correlate. Usually young. So, mm-hmm. you know, so what we do in this country is we lock people up to their 27 years old because we can't think of a better fucking way to dealing with the problem. <laughs> huh? I like it. Yeah. It's, it's so like stupid. It. That's very true. It's yep. so stupid. Yep. Yep. And it, and, and we're, we're perpetuating that problem because now we make the prisons for profit. Yep. So do you think it's going to get any better? No. So if the, under Civilization 1.0, the problems that we have get progressively worse Mm-hmm. Because we've incentivized the problem, you know, it's, it's, right? And we've there's money. The that's problem. right. Yeah, we've privatized, which is another way from let's make money from a system yep. that's failed and isn't yep. working. And there's a whole bunch of people falling through the cracks. Absolutely. And we don't care about that. Nope. Because we're driving new cars at the promenade. Right. And because those people that fell through the cracks, hell, they're lazy and stupid anyway. And out of sight, out of mind. Out of sight, out of mind. You know, throw them in prison, get the immigrants to come over and take their jobs. Yeah. And then and then the immigrants, you know. You know, you've heard of Schrodinger's cat, right? Uh, right. The, the one that's, uh, you know, the, the one that's, you know, dead or alive until you open the box. Well, then there's Schrodinger's <laughs> immigrant, the one that is lazy and takes your welfare and then also uh, takes your job. So that's weird how that works, you know? I mean, but that's just my opinion. We, that's another one. Things but, can get better or they can get worse. You know, I have a kid that I'm working with right now. He's Hispanic and um, his his mom's undocumented, and uh, but he's got an uncle and his uncle came up here from Central America. Yeah. And his uncle owns one of the most successful construction companies in Alabama mm-hmm. and is a millionaire. Mm. Was he born in the United States? No. He's here mm-hmm. and he's an immigrant and mm-hmm. he is producing jobs mm-hmm. for people. So why would We're we hard. people yeah. like that out? Yeah. So, yeah. uh, you know, things are either going to get better or they're going to get worse. Yeah. One or the other. That's for and sure. And we've reached the peak where things are starting to get worse. So uh, it looks, if we continue the way we are, then my mom and dad were the generation that it got to experience the greatest um, standard of living yes. of anybody in human history. Yep. And that standard of living is starting to slide down Absolutely. Now. So you and I and our children are, are if things can progress the way they, 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 they have been, have the standard of living is going to get lower and That's lower. Right. America and is going to slip from being the, you know, the top dog in the world, and being, you know, we're going to, we're not going to be able to enjoy the privilege of being the reserve currency of the world and printing money. You know, this whole thing is this, you know, that merry-go-round is coming to a stop. And what did the, our, what did our friend from Liberia say? He said, "A hungry man is an angry man." Yeah, that's right. Hungry man is an angry man. That day will come. Yeah. If we don't start fixing things now. Right. Speaking of health and nutrition. Uh, you should fast for three days or two days. Do a little uh, cleanse. You yeah. know, um, get yourself, uh, do research on how to cleanse. Do a two-day cleanse and experience what it means to be hungry uh, for mm. two days. Mm-hmm. And, you know, uh, not so that you can become an angry man, but so that you can become a healthy man. Yeah. And right. um, it's about what you tell yourself. It's about what you believe. Yeah. Okay? And we've got to change our core beliefs at the core level. Yep. And we've got to change what we tell ourselves, the narrative that we're listening to, the voice in our head. Okay, and, and I tell you, it's a lot easier said than done, but it is possible. What do you want? You know, are you going to continue to be unhealthy, or are you going to take take the bull by the horns and you know take some responsibility? Are you going to be sovereign, or are you going to be a victim? Right. Are you going to allow the system, whether it's a conspiracy or not? Uh, it's you know we could we could say that it, this all just emerged 
uh, because of the capitalist system. That's but at some point, the, the, the money system starts to reinforce the bad behavior. Right. It, it corrupts. It's, yeah. It's, it's just, so, it's innate. And I, you know, I, there's nowhere you see this more than the med- than the health and nutrition. Absolutely. I mean, this is where this is where the Big rubber. Pharma. This is where it affects your life. Yeah. I mean, really, we could talk about politics and religion all day, but you know, it's just kind of uh, academic. I mean, it doesn't mm-hmm. really affect your life. But this this is where the rubber meets. That's the road. right. Yeah. You know, you you and I in high school until this, we picked it up 33 years later, like without skipping a beat, mm-hmm. uh, talking about politics and religion, and your wife was like, oh, you two are a couple of idiots. <laughs> right. And why? Because we're talking about things that don't really matter in her view. You know, politics yeah. and religion, it's like, uh, it's all academic, it's all out there, it's all theoretical, you know, how does it affect your life? Mm-hmm. But when we talk about nutrition and health, we're not talking about stuff, your longevity, we're talking about the quality of your life. Are you mm-hmm. going to be healthy or unhealthy? Right. That's and this exactly affects right. you. Yep, it does. Okay. It affects all of us. And it affects your, so, so we need to be sovereign. Yeah. And in, part of being sovereign and being responsible as an individual and taking uh, control of your life and being able to face the false authorities within and connecting with the divine and being all the things that you were meant to be, is it the full, reaching your full potential as a human being, that uh, health and nutrition is, is, is a big part of this, man. Yeah, it is. And, you know, a lot of times the, the, you know, like Lao Tzu, he said that, you know, you've, everyone's heard the saying that the journey of a thousand miles begins with one step. Yeah. And that first step is a doozy. But as you take, go down that road, each step gets easier. I mean, I quit smoking, and the hardest thing I've ever done in my life, mm-hmm. the first two months were a bitch, baby. They, ooh, it was bad. But I haven't smoked in 15 years. Good for you. And I'm okay. Yeah. You know, I'm going to make it. I'm addicted as heck to sugar, but at least, you know, so far I've beat, uh, beat nicotine. But those first few weeks, or the first few days were horrible, then the reality of not smoking really set in, and the first couple of months were horrible. As a matter of fact, my experience with working with people who, who struggle with addiction, usually about two months to three months is where the turning point is. If they can make it past three months, uh-huh. they're going to be okay. Uh-huh. But most people usually fail around two or three months. Yeah, yeah. Oh, it's it's a, it's a doozy, but... Um Underneath the addiction is the belief and the story you tell yourself. It's the belief. So the core belief. The, core um, belief about the thing who is, who you are. You have to you have to admit to yourself that this addiction is bad for you. And I don't mean bad in the sense that other people think it's bad and it's a moral bad. That's not what I'm talking about. Yeah. I'm talking about actually unhealthy. Right. And so uh, that it's causing it's detrimentally affecting your relationships and your own personal um, health. It's compromising your sovereignty. And right. so when you can when you start to value sovereignty more. Then the pleasure of phys- the, the physical body gets from taking some substance uh, that's behaving like a drug, that's causing a, a, a dopamine release or some chemical in the brain to be released, or causing you know you love it. The truth is you love it, and you don't want to let go of it. So e- even though it's bad for you, you don't admit. You can't be honest with yourself and say it's bad for you. This is the key here. The key, you know, people are they, they're in jail for a year or two and they don't touch the drug or meth or whatever. You let them out of jail, they go right back. To the same old behaviors because because they haven't changed their belief. They they they, they love it and they don't want to admit that it's wrong for them. It's right. bad for them. That's it. Now, if you if you knew it was bad for you, if you could honest be honest with yourself and just admit that it's bad, even though you love it, it's okay to say I love it. Mm-hmm. But if you can if you can admit it's if you really get to the saying it's bad for me, you your sovereignty and you value your sovereignty, then guess what? You're gonna stop hanging out with the old crowd that's gonna pull you back into that's it. That's right. 
And you're going to okay. start making daily decisions. You're going to make you some. In your body. That's right. You're going to make yeah. some new friends, people that want you to be their best, right. that help you to encourage you and uplift you. You know, mm-hmm. you might go join a church that provides some structure to keep you out of chaos mm-hmm. or whatever. We got a little mastermind group. We didn't have anybody show up today, but we yeah. got that, that. That's what we're trying to do here. Right. We're creating a, a, a mastermind group of peers, other people uh, who think like we do, who try to come together uh, periodically to be able to share. Uh, talk about the things that we enjoy talking about, mm-hmm. and so that we can all have this paradigm shift together, transitioning mm-hmm. into to uh, civilization 2.0 and mm-hmm. create community uh, right. and expand the boundaries of that. And, and but it, it all comes. To, we we value sovereignty. Right. We've lived long enough to realize that there's a price to pay for lacking sovereignty. Right. You pay a price for that. And really, we just want to get the word out there that you know things are going to change. They're going to change and whether you want them to or not. Want them to or not. Get on and, board with it, man. And you know, it's it's time to it's time think about it's time human potential. It's and time now is the time, man. Now's the time. Right now. Yep. It's happening around you. Open right. your mind to it. Right. Let go of those things you're clinging to that are the old world that are not that are failing. They're going to fall right. apart. That's you right. know, let this. Pre-tone. You know, it's, it's like a it's like the skin of a snake being. Um, you know how he sheds his skin. Right. You know, this is what's happening right now. Mm-hmm. Civilization, humanity is shedding a skin. A new uh, we're, we're, there's a metamorphosis that's going to take place, and the butterfly is going to come out of the cocoon. This is going to happen. Yeah. Okay. Whether you want to or not, so get on board with it. Be able right. to ex- uh, be open to it and receive it, and open up your mind to new ideas. Open up to your open up your mind to yeah. the possibility that human beings have the ability to work together for yeah. for for the good of themselves oh, yeah. and for the common good, and open up your minds to um, you know uh, letting go of. Yeah. Uh, all the things that hold you down. The anger, the rage, the, the angst. Anger, the rage, the angst, the greed. Don't need you it. Know, let it's it done go, doing you any good, man. You know, because... Yeah, the false authority in your own life, in your own... Internally. Yeah. Internal yeah. false authority that's just screwing you up and it screws you up all your whole your life. Right. It's, it's been doing it all your life. Enough of that. Enough. Yeah. yeah. Stop yeah. it. Yeah. Embrace, the, embrace something new. Embrace something new. Start thinking about... Eternal things start. You know, I mean, you can gather as much junk around you as you want to. You can gather as much money and as much wealth and as much power as you around around as you want to. But guess what? You gonna die, and you ain't taking it with you. Right. But you know what? You can have meaning and purpose in your life right now, Absolutely. and and it can become the thing that gets you motivated, gets you up in the morning, and gets you out of bed because you're driven by the the newfound uh, meaning and purpose in life, whatever that might be for you. Mm-hmm. I have some ideas of what it is, but you need to figure it out for yourself. I can't right. tell. You, I can't tell you what That's it is. That's right. So then, and, and stop worrying about chasing happiness. Yeah. As soon as you pursue happiness, you've lost it. Yeah. Stop worrying about that. Find out what's important to you and work for that. And happiness will come and it will go. When you're driven no by deal. meaning, yes, then happiness is naturally going to fall along. Because it happens, happiness is what occurs when you're not looking for it. That's right. And so it's always a surprise. But if you're driven by meaning and purpose, and then happiness is going to be your constant companion. Because you know, you're, you're, doing what, you're thriving as a human being. You're thriving by doing, you're doing something that's meaningful. Right. right, and if you're out there engaged with other people and doing meaningful things, that's bringing about a change that's better for the consciousness of all humanity and yourself included. Then right. why wouldn't you be experiencing peace, joy, and happiness right. along the way? If you're living because out of your essence, not out of it. what you've been told yeah. to live by yeah. Yeah. by some authority or by some government or some school. Yeah. If you're living out of the essence of right. who you are, um, then yeah, 
you know, maybe happens is there. Maybe you have a good day. Maybe just get it's the fluoride out of the water. <laughs> yeah, get and, the fluoride. Uh, okay, because it's I'll messing do, with my essence, it's man. It's messing with my essence. <laughs> you, you, I will not allow them to touch my essence. <laughs> Speaking of that, we gotta cut this okay. out, man. All right, all right, man. <laughs> yeah, with that, with that, uh, maybe I'll find a clip and put it in here. There you go. That'd, That'd be, be awesome. great. That'd all right. Awesome. <laughs> <laughs> do that, dude. Do that. All right. Uh, well, signing off from the right, this has been Two Dimwits. Thanks for hanging in there with us, and we'll look forward to seeing you next week. Oh, do we know what's going to be discussed? This is Dwight from the left. Be cool. Peace yeah. out, my brother, and up the man. <laughs> <laughs> no, we have no idea. And uh, Hang on a minute. Um, oh, 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 boy, this is going to be right up your alley, Mark. Yeah. Incarceration before ah. trial. Yeah. Free, free trial incarceration. Yeah. So that's going to bring up the whole subject of, we talked, we touched on this tonight, you know, the whole thing of uh, the privatized prisons. Oh, yeah. You know, mm. and um, I mean, there's a lot we can go into when we start talking about this. I get to tell my story. Yeah. Uh, what it was like to be like, you can ask me a lot of questions like, so what was sure. it like, uh, you know? Uh, and and I, can, I can tell you some of my brother's story as well. Yeah. He yeah. just got out of jail. Yeah. So, yeah. Okay. okay. Well, that sounds like it would be intriguing for the audience to Absolutely. take them into a world that they've never been before, make that's them right. think about some stuff they haven't had. Yep. And um, that's that's what the uh, that's what the show Two Dimwits is uh, attempting to do is mm-hmm. uh, you know change your paradigm and right. um, get you to see the world a little different, perhaps. And uh, the 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 word of the day is sovereignty. So sovereignty. Um, good. you can still be sovereign even though they lock you up in prison. I mean they. They can take away your liberty. They can't take away your sovereignty. Right. And you are an individual, and you're a human being, and there's no one more there's no one more valuable than you, and there's no one less valuable than you, and you have sovereignty over your life. It's your choice if you want to claim it or not. Yeah, I mean, people make bad choices. They, they compromise their sovereignty. That's how they end up in jail. But the thing is, uh, you know... Like I said, they could take away your liberty. They can't take away your sovereignty. If you decide to be a man or a woman of integrity... Um, you know, then who cares? Oh, uh, right. what, what can they do to your to your body? They can't destroy right. your soul. That's right. Hey, you've made it to the end of the podcast. I'm impressed. That's quite an accomplishment. But you know what? There's one thing I want to remind you. Go ahead and subscribe to the service today using whatever podcast service you prefer. And remember, this is important. Remember, no permission is necessary. The podcast you just heard was made using Anchor. Ever thought about making your own podcast? Anchor makes it really easy for anyone to get started. It's a one-stop shop for recording, hosting, and distributing podcasts. Best of all, it's 100% free. Sign up now at anchor.fm slash new. That's anchor.fm slash new to get started.